The peace of Christ be with you. As we settle into this place, let's take about two or three deep breaths to be settled into the presence of the Spirit. Friends, you are in for a treat this morning. We'll be worshiping primarily through the gift of song and the gift of our music program. So let us open our hearts and our minds to worship the living God. and body or spirit for the call to worship. Sing praises to God on high, for glorious are God's works. Sing praises to the ends of the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O people of God. Great is the Holy One.
may be seated. Welcome. Welcome here to worship at Westminster. It is good to be with you. If you're visiting with us, a special welcome to you. I invite you after worship into our uh, patio area in Finley Hall. Today, especially, we're going to have a cake in celebration of our new members. Also a chance simply to get to know each other just a little better. So I invite you now to join with me in the community prayer. It's printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for the music all around us and the sounds of life that nourish us every day. We give thanks for your songs, which we are invited to sing, and for all the parts you've made for the song. We pray for all who sing a sad song today, the grieving, the lonely, the lost. We pray for those who have lost their voice and feel silenced or oppressed. We pray for the safety of those singing freedom songs around our world. Give their song the strength of your justice. May we continue to always hear you in the music of our prayers continue in quiet. Amen. Psalm 103 reminds us that God is compassionate and gracious, abounding in love. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, says the psalmist, so great is God's love for us. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are forgiven, we are set free in God's love. Rejoice in the good news. Amen. At this time, I'd like to invite any of the children who are worshiping with us to come join me at the front. Good morning. Good to be with you today. So I am aware that summer is almost upon us. You guys are probably either done with school or maybe have one more week of school left. So summer is oh so very close. And that's true here at Westminster too for our Sunday school classes. We do something a little different in the summer. We have what's called a one-room schoolhouse with all of you together. And our regular Sunday school teachers get to take a little bit of a break. Those adults who have been with you and teenagers who have been with you throughout the year teaching you about Bible stories, teaching you about God's love. So today we want to take just a moment to give thanks and blessing to all of our Sunday school teachers who have been with you, who have been with our older kids, and tell them thank you. So I know some of you are here today. If you have been a, a teacher, either for our children or for our youth, I invite you to come forward. And what we're going to do is we're going to stand up. We're going to have all our teachers stand in the middle of our circle, all right? So... Come on, I know there are some of you out there. I have seen you sitting out there. We've got, we've got over a dozen people who've been working with our kids. So those of you that are here, and then I want all of you to stand up. Come on. And then, Caitlin and Lauren, I'm going to invite you to come over here. All right, can we make a circle around our teachers? Are we circling? Yeah, we're doing all right here. It's kind of an amoeba, but that'll do. That'll do. And as we offer this, this blessing to these, our, our teachers... I'd invite you to think about yourselves as teachers of these young people, because certainly, certainly we all help to teach them about God's love and God's care for them. So we're going to be offered a blessing by Caitlin and Lauren. We dedicated ourselves to learning about God and faith, and the Spirit sent you to walk beside us and teach us. We sent out to live faith in our world and the Spirit sent you as an example of faith and dedication. We came with questions, and you led us in the way of truth and life. We stumbled and doubted at times, but you led us closer to God. Through you, we experienced God's grace in new ways. 
Through your love, we experienced God's love. Thank you, teachers. <laughs> we thank God for you. Let us God pray. <laughs> Loving God, you have sown seeds of faith within us and called teachers to water and nurture the faith we've been given. Thank you, O oh God, for the dedication of our teachers to help us study and learn about your love. May our lives yield faithful fruit as we strive to share your love with the world. We pray in the name of our great teacher, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, Grayson, who should have been in our circle but is standing back there awaiting you all, you can follow Grayson out to Sunday school. Go now. Whenever we honor our teachers, I can't help but remind you that you all are welcome to be Sunday school teachers. See me or Jeff and we'll tell you all about it. So now we come to our time in worship when we share our joys and concerns with each other. We pray for and with each other, our community and the world. So if you have a joy or concern to offer, I invite you to raise your hand and let us know. Ruthie. Prayers for Michael Peterson, who has sung with our choir, facing the end of his life, and you include all those bravely facing the end of their lives. Yes, Ginny. Woohoo! All right. A joy of retirement for Ginny. Barb. So, prayer of joy, Michael Kessel, one of the members of our congregation, is in the mountain play. Joy to see him there. Then also prayer for all our parents and children, families being separated at the border. Prayer for our government as they figure out what to do with that situation. Cassie, did I see you? That's wonderful. Congratulations. So after nine months, they have officially adopted Grayson. Congratulations. Elizabeth? Yes. Yes. There you, there you go. So prayers for Meg Brooks. She had surgery on both of her Achilles tendons, has, has really not been able to move around well, but she was here at the 830 service, still in two boots with a walker, but getting around. So prayers for her continued healing. Lynn. Prayers of joy for Lynn's son, who recently got married, and welcome your new daughter-in-law to the family. Yeah. Prayers for brother-in-law with stage four cancer, waiting to be airlifted currently in Shanghai to come back to the Bay Area. Yeah. Is there one over here? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> My peripheral vision is off. Yes. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Let's take a few moments in quiet, and then I'll lead us in the Lord's Prayer. So let us be in prayer together.
Gracious God, you do hear our prayers, and they're offered in the name of the one who teaches us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I wanted to offer a little explanation of how we came to structure the service today. Uh, in the past, we have often sung once or twice a year an oratorio or a, a, a work of several pieces by one composer or on one theme. Uh, this past January, the choir was, I was scratching my head on what to do, and my husband bravely suggested we should just do a retrospective of some of the best anthems we've done in the past year and a half. It's, it was frustrating, he finds, to work so hard for three weeks to prepare something that you sing once, and then you don't get to see for three more years or so. So, so in January, we reviewed 40 anthems that we had done in the past year and a half, the previous year and a half. And I asked the choir to select ones, they get two votes. You vote once for ones that you would be willing to sing if everybody else wanted to sing that. And you get a second vote if it's one you insist that we sing in our, in our collected favorites. And so we distilled out eight pieces that were the, the top for both of those reasons. Um, and I, we had first thought it would be a concert in which we would showcase what it's like to be in the choir and invite you to think about being part of it. But instead we decided to make this our worship service of recognizing what the choir brings to the worship experience. You'll notice there's a quote on the front of the bulletin that comes from a recent survey of a few of the members of the congregation asking about your opinions about the music program. And I was really um, heartened to see those kinds of responses. There's a sample of that in what's on the bulletin cover. We, just by luck of the draw in the eight pieces that came to the top of the pack, have a sampling of what the music program is about and what we manage to accomplish year after year. There are composers from many periods of time, from Mendelssohn to Memli to me. <laughs> there are pieces that are joyful and exuberant. There are pieces that are softer and contemplative. There are stories from every period of the life of Jesus. There are texts from outside of the traditional Christian wisdom that we all embrace here as part of our worship from time to time. You'll hear one of those next. And we have at least one or two pieces that showcase one of the best assets of the choir, our accompanist, a la Artemova Helton. So... You'll get to hear a little about, a, in, in a nutshell, what happens in the year in the life of, of the choir if you hadn't been here for every single Sunday to experience it yourself. Um, and we'll let you experience it now.
In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them.
Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan. For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only God. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came waited on him.
The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought their donkey and colt and put their cloaks on them and sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. You'll see from your bulletin and at the 8.30 service, we had the joy of celebrating the sacrament of baptism and welcoming new members. And at this service, we're also delighted to welcome a couple of new members. So at this time, I invite Elder Sharon Terrell forward, as well as Mark and Christina Hansen. As they are coming forward, I'll use this opportunity to offer an invitation to any of you. Uh, some of you may have been attending for many years even and who haven't joined. Others are newer to this community. And I encourage you to be praying about making a special commitment to be a part of this church in a formal way. Our next new member orientation won't be until the fall, but the time is now to connect more deeply with the members in the church or make a point to reach out to Bethany uh, or I to sit down so we can learn to know you better and answer any questions you have about this beloved community.
Sharon. Mr. Moderator, the session received the following persons into the membership of this congregation, Christina and Mark Hansen. Christina and Mark, a question for you, or a couple of questions, actually. Do you reaffirm your baptismal vows, trusting in God's grace in Jesus Christ, and a desire to become a part of the fellowship and ministry of this congregation? If so, please say, we do. Please join with us in our congregational covenant, which you will find in your bulletin. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome these new members into this congregation. We promise to love, encourage, and support them and their families. We promise to share the good news of the gospel with them, to look for God's presence in them, and together to study, know, love, and serve Jesus Christ. So note that we said we promise to encourage, support you and your families. Christine and Marco have three sons, sixth grade, third grade, kindergarten, is that right? Yes, so invite you to find them after worship too and welcome them as well as Christine and Mark. We always, when we welcome new members, we light candles and put them on our communion table as a sign that we are welcoming your light into our community of faith. And we hope that as part of this community, you will find ways to shine that light both here in the church and out in the world. As well, we always like to give our new members a loaf of bread. This happens to be handmade by our associate pastor emeritus, Barbara Rowe. And when she makes it, she, she weaves it together. You'll note when you see it close up, it's woven together as a sign of how we are woven together as a community and God's love. So we welcome you. So happy to have you as a part of our community. And finally, the official part of the welcome is you get to sign our membership book. So I invite you both to sign that. And as I mentioned at the beginning of worship, our Congregational Life Commission has a cake in honor of both the Cresser family and the Hanson family. I invite you into Finley Hall to welcome you more completely after worship. But here's bread for both of you. Welcome. Shall we pray? Gracious and loving God, we stand before you in gratitude for those who stand with us this day. We know that each of them has had a unique course here, and so we take a moment to pause, to give thanks in quiet for those who have been important figures along the way for them and along the way for each of us. God, having given thanks for these angels in our lives, empower us in this room and in this church to be a fitting congregation for the Hansons. Help us to welcome them into the full life of this congregation. We pray these things, indeed we pray all things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Welcome. seated.
may be seated. I want to highlight just a couple of things happening in the coming week that might be of interest of you to you. First, on Saturday evening at 5.30, our Spiritual Life Commission is hosting a labyrinth walk specifically to welcome in the summer. It'll be a drop-in come anytime between 5.30 and 6.30. They're especially encouraging those of you who have never walked a labyrinth before to come give it a try. There'll be instructions on what to expect, so I invite you for, to that on Saturday evening. And then also next Sunday, our Congregational Life Commission is hosting our annual all-church picnic. It'll be at the Corte Madera Town Center, Town Park, behind the Town Center. Yes, Peter wants to say something about that. There you go. It's going to be fantastic. You heard it here. All food provided. You just have to show up. Um, If you're a father, we'll find a way to celebrate you. It's Father's Day next week. Everyone is welcome. You are invited. And the choir has a couple more songs to share with us, but since I happen to have the microphone now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not, not, only, not only thank you for today, but thank you for weeks and weeks and months and months of sharing music with us, of worshiping with us. Oh, we got some flowers. Uh, it's quite a commitment to be in the choir, rehearsal every week, being here to sing and worship every week. We are just so grateful for the ways that you bless our worship with your music. The choir is going to be taking the summer off, as they always do. We'll have some, several guest musicians in for worship, and we look forward to seeing you again in September. And they just received flowers, but I have to say a special thank you to Alla and all your magnificent work on the keyboard. <laughs> And then, of course, our music director, Ruthie, who makes it all happen. So thank you. I had the luxury of uh, putting together the bulletin for this service. And since it's my party, we got to sing a a doxology that I like. But I also wanted to draw your attention to one thing. The service is divided into a couple different sections, hearing and reflecting on the word, uh, where the community and faith responds. And I chose to draw the line here for we go out to be God's people in the world. This usually comes right before the last hymn. But I wanted to move it back to this point and put in a couple more anthems for you to consider. The first is uh, He Watching Over Israel, which is from the Oratorio Elijah. And if you've been in choral music for any length of time. This is probably an old chestnut, an old favorite of yours, too. This turned out to be the piece, if you're interested in the metrics, uh, the piece that was highest ranked by the choir. That This is the one everyone wanted, well, almost everyone wanted to sing. Um, there was one piece that got more votes in terms of the number of people who wanted to sing it, and that was the first piece, the opening, very contemplative, In This Hour, O Lord, Uh, And I have to say, that's one of my personal favorites. Uh, But He Watching Over Israel is one that that if you love it, you love it passionately. (laughs) Um, And I chose to put it at this part of the service because as we send you out into the world, uh, it may not be obvious from the text, He Watching Over Israel slumbers not nor sleeps. Shouldst thou walking in grief languish, he will quicken thee. Uh, Should leave you with the message, God is always with you. The second thing is uh, Earth Song, a more contemporary piece, and uh, uses a text that very deftly, I think, depicts some of the anxiety we feel, some of us feel, about the the state of the planet, the environment, perhaps the state of um, strife in the world. It refers to war and power and some of the uh, despair we might feel about that. But the, the music comes to a turning point and says, and this is the message I want you to take home, music and singing have been my refuge. And it's the reason we're here week after week. It's something that ministers to us to participate in doing it. And uh, 
if you're not feeling that love in your life, we rehearse on Thursday nights. <laughs> you could think about that. But don't just take my word for it. Katie Darling, a member of our choir, would like to share a, a word. And I chose to have as, as your parting words, how can I keep from singing?
Closing words from the organist, composer, and minister of music and arts at Westminster Presbyterian in Albany, New York. At the still point of the universe, all that is not silence is song, and all creation hearing it dances for joy. The song of the universe is the song of life. Its rhythms defined by the cadence of time, its beauty, and its holy harmony. Song is sung best when sung by the heart. So in the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer, sing with your hearts this day and every day. Amen.